Welcome to the Mass Device Fast Five MedTech News Podcast, the show that keeps you up to date on the latest breakthroughs in medical technology with the top five news stories to get your day started. I'm your host, Danielle Kirsch, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Hooley. What are we going to talk about today, Sean? Today, we'll talk about an experienced addition to the board at Enable Injections, another positive update for onward spinal cord stimulation technology, a new CEO at Cordis, high-profile funding for Philips' handheld ultrasound system, and a major surgical robotics update from Johnson & Johnson MedTech. What's the first thing we need to know for today? Naval Injections added a finance veteran to its board, a strong addition to the company's leadership team just after it picked up FDA approval for its wearable drug delivery device. Who is joining the board and what is some of their career history? Vicky Caps was named to the Naval Injections Board of Directors as the head of its audit committee. She currently serves on the boards of Nuvasiv, Emeticis, and Janix Therapeutics. She's also a member of the Senior Advisory Board at Consonance Capital Partners, a healthcare-focused private equity firm, and her record includes serving as CFO of DJO Global from 2002 to 2013. What kind of optimism does she bring to the table? Well, she said that the infused technology from Enable Injections could make a significant impact on drug delivery industry and how patients receive life-altering medication, and she's excited to be a part of an innovative company and looks forward to working with the team on increasingly meaningful milestones in the future. What are executives saying? Mike Hooven, chair and CEO of Enable Injections, said that CAPS brings a wealth of experience and financial acumen to the board at a pivotal stage for Enable Injections. He said her expertise in global business operations, corporate finance, and accounting, capital markets, and investor relations will help to drive Enable forward as the company enters the next phase of commercialization. Now let's talk spinal cord stimulation. Onward spinal cord stimulation demonstrated improved mobility in a study. Some more good news for Onward, which has some really interesting technology. So what were some of the key points that stuck out to you from this news? Well, really the big thing was that the ARC-IM technology from Onward, a spinal cord stimulation implant, proved capable of changing the day-to-day -day life of someone who struggled with mobility due to Parkinson's. The man, the patient involved in this analysis struggled to simply walk and with this therapy was able to do so without interruption, which to me seems like a pretty incredible development. I could agree on that. So what was the reaction of some of the participants in the study? So the main patient in this analysis says he uses ARC therapy eight hours a day, uh, turns the stimulation on in the morning, turns it off in the evening, and throughout the day, the therapy allows him to walk better and stabilize himself. Stairs no longer scare him, and he goes for about a six-kilometer walk every Sunday. So from someone who was struggling to walk, was freezing up, falling over, struggling with his gait, it's a huge improvement. So what's next for the company? Well, CEO Dave Marver says the results show the potential to use the same technology platform and therapy that they're developing for spinal cord injury, where they're aiming to restore movement for those who suffered those injuries, to also address mobility challenges stemming from Parkinson's disease. Its research partner, NeuroRestore, received a $1 million grant from the Michael J. Fox Foundation for Parkinson's research, and the funding aids in the investigation of the effect of ARC therapy in six additional patients with Parkinson's disease. Onward says the study will help it determine whether to conduct additional clinical trials and potentially commercialize the therapy for people with Parkinson's as well as spinal cord injury. What's the next thing that we should know for today? Cordis has named a new CEO. The cardiovascular and endovascular device maker has a replacement after Shar Mateen stepped down. Who's taking over the corner office? Scott Drake is taking over the corner office, and he takes over just about two months after he actually became board chair at Cordis. 
What kind of words of optimism did he offer upon this appointment? Well, Drake thanked Mateen for his contributions, including standing up Cordis as an independent company, and said he's excited to take on a more active role as CEO after a couple of months as chair of the board. He said, we are entering the next phase of the business where Cordis is launching new products and driving a revolutionary business model with Cordis X that will benefit team, customers, patients, and shareholders. Let's talk partnerships and medtech. Yeah, Philips picked up funding from the Gates Foundation for AI-powered maternal health ultrasound tech. It's a big boost for Philips as it aims to improve maternal health in underserved communities, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has helped with that. So you briefly mentioned this, but what will this funding support? Well, the funding goes towards accelerating the global adoption of AI algorithms on the Philips Lumify handheld ultrasound system. It utilizes AI to simplify key measurements to identify abnormalities during pregnancy. So this could reduce training time to use the ultrasound system from weeks to hours. And that expands the pool of frontline health workers around the world who could use this technology and integrate it into routine care. Philips has partnered with this foundation before, right? Yeah, in 2021, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided its first phase of grant funding. Philips said it's seen a positive impact in Kenya as a result, where the technology helped to triage pregnant women in rural underserved communities. And the latest funding phase supports the tool's deployment in underserved communities around the world. And so you keep mentioning that it's going to serve underserved communities. How does the technology do that? Phillips said that his tools, digitalization, informatics, and AI eliminate the need for operator interpretation of the images that it produces. So in Kenya, it trimmed weeks of training for midwives down to hours and achieved this without negatively affecting confidence in the triage itself. So Phillips said that expected moms can find it comforting to know how their baby progresses too. And depending on results, patients can go to a credentialed sonographer for image review and further investigation. And now we have some pretty big news from Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, the company plans to submit Otava, the surgical robot, for FDA investigational device exemption next year. We've obviously been waiting for an update on this robot for really a few years now, and we finally have an idea of what the next steps are. So what exactly did the company announce? So it shared its plan to submit Otava for IDE by the second half of 2024, after which it could potentially initiate clinical trials. And it also shared some more details about what the system is, what differentiates it from the field, just giving us a little peek into, into the system we've been wondering about for, for three years now. And as you mentioned, we've heard about this system for the last three years. So why is this announcement a big deal for Johnson & Johnson? Well, there's been a ton of anticipation, as there often is in surgical robotics, but J&J &J unveiled the concept of Otava in a presentation in November 2020, so almost three years ago to the day. And plenty of companies are attempting to challenge Intuitive in this space because it's dominated the market for decades. But this was especially exciting, I think, because the company of the size of J&J &J sort of formally threw its hat in the ring. But since then, things have sort of gone quiet with some pushback timelines after initial expectations of clinical trials as early as last year. We thought we were getting an update at our Device Talks West and Robo Summit and Expo event in May in Boston, but J&J's Martin Bueller had to hold off on sharing some news, but he did tell us to stay tuned, so we finally do have our update about six months later. And Johnson & Johnson MedTech is the number two largest medical device company in the world, according to our Big 100 analysis. So as you mentioned, it's just another big company that's throwing its hat into the ring to compete with Intuitive. So can you give us some additional details about the system? 
Yeah, so the initial unveiling of Otava had the company highlighting its six-armed approach, aiming to provide more control and flexibility in surgery with those arms integrated into the operating table. This latest update shed more light on Otava and some of the changes in its look over the past three years. So now the company says it incorporates four robotic arms into a standard-sized surgical table, so they're still a part of the table, with unified architecture that allows for an invisible design, and the robotic arms are available when needed and stowed beneath the surgical table when not, so it reduces OR footprint, which we've seen has become a really important asset in, in these products. And with Otava, the company intends to drive simplicity and new experiences through the unique architecture is something that Rocco Di Bernardis, the global president of the Otava program, told Mass Device. The company said that Otava reimagines the surgical experience, designed to create space in the OR, simplify complex workflows, and enable flexibility for clinical approaches while delivering the trusted performance of Ethicon instrumentation. So there's a lot of optimism, certainly, around this system that we finally sort of have an idea of where it's headed. And that marked the fifth story. So that's all the news that we have for today. Thank you, Sean, for bringing us all these updates. My pleasure. As always, read more on the Mass Device website and check out the show notes at massdevice.com slash podcast. Connect with us online. I'm on LinkedIn at Danielle Kirsch, K-I-R-S-H. Where can they find you, Sean? You can find me on LinkedIn, Sean, S-E-A-N, Hooley, W-H-O-O-L-E-Y. Subscribe to the Mass Device Fast Five wherever you listen to podcasts and share this episode. Join us tomorrow for your daily MedTech News Roundup. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.